beautiful friend. Welcome back to Business and Breakthroughs. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so excited you're here with me today. We're going to dive into the fifth of the six-part series about how to optimize your website to grow your traffic and leads to have more impact in the world and grow your income. Today, we're going to dive into how do you make your website convert? What are the things you need to do to really step up your game? All right, let's dive right in. Today, we're going to cover a lot of content, so definitely grab a pen and paper or a notebook so that you can take some notes because I really want to give you as much information as I can about how to make your website convert so that you can get more leads, which hopefully will turn into you know really growing your super fans and getting a bigger community, a thriving community going, all right? So what is it that you need to do in order to convert more people on your website to, to sign up for something or to you know become a lead in some way? The first is focus on creating exceptional and valuable content. So just having a several page website is a great starting place and it's definitely you know, what you want to do when you're able to get your site up, if you haven't done that yet. But once you've done that, you do want to have plans to add more content to your website that's more valuable. So this can be in the form of, which we're going to talk about later, blogs, you know, like how-to guides, informative guides. It can also be things that people can download to get, like a workbook, a checklist, an ebook. So things that provide value so that it helps them with what they're trying to figure out. You know, where are you a specialist, an expert? What's the process you take them through? Okay, so that's the first thing. Focus on creating exceptional value and content. Because if you provide that to people without them having to sign up, then if you include a space further down the page where they can sign up, they're more likely to sign up because you've already provided immense value for where they're at in their process and how you can help them. All right. So that's the first thing. How do you know what they want? And so that you match that up with with what they want and what you can offer. You have to do market research. You have to pull people. You have to get to know your visitors, your users, your listeners, you know, whoever your clients, whoever you're working with or your prospects. So you definitely need to do that in order to make sure that you're providing the content that they're interested in. Another thing um, as a pitfall that happens sometimes is people have too generic of an offer on their website, you know, just like, hey, sign up to follow me, you know, that sort of thing. It's not specific to where your ideal customer is at in their journey. And so it's not a big incentive for them to sign up for something or to give you information to get something. All right. So that's the first thing I want you to think about is what exceptional and valuable content can you add to your website in some form? The next issue and thing that you should add is a lot of businesses, they say up to 70% of small business websites don't have a call to action on their homepage. In other words, what do I do next? What am I supposed, well, I'm here now. What, what should I do? You know, where do I click? Where do I go? You need to direct people and you need to guide them with a very clear and upfront above the fold call to action on your website. Okay. And one way that you can think about this is, is what's the call to action that you're using to drive their behavior? And you can decide what that call to action should be. If you think of this question, what does a lead mean to me? In other words, what lead would be the most valuable to me in my business? 
For some of us at different stages, it's going to be getting them to sign up for our email list. Other times it might be getting them to sign up for a challenge we're doing or a workshop. You know, it could be a free workshop or not. Maybe you want them to join your community. So there's lots of things that you could be, you know, wanting them to do, but you just need to decide what is it? What does that lead mean to you right now? And your call to action should be tied to that on your homepage. Now you should have call to actions throughout your website, but it should be very specific. So if you come up with a valuable guide for people to walk them through, let's say, overcoming entrepreneurial business um, like mindset blocks, then on that page, you might want to have um, throughout the content lower down a in-content you know, form that just asks for their email in order to get your free guide You know that they'll get immediately. That's the sort of thing we're talking about. That would be a really clear call to action. What do you want them to do and what do they get for it? Okay, next, the third thing that you should be doing in order to convert your website better is start blogging if you're not. And believe me, I know the question has been out there for some years that says, is blogging dead? Well, it's definitely not. And here's the thing about blogging. Here's the big secret that some people don't talk about because it's not the sexy new shiny thing like podcasting and some other forms, you know, TikTok or something. Blogging is an evergreen, long-form content, and what you do today, right, if you write some really great longer posts, those are both called blog posts, and your really long ones that are more of a guide, a definitive guide on everything on a topic, it'll take you longer to write, those are often called pillar posts. Well, people that do that, you continue to get traffic from other sites and from eventually Google as it gets you pull, get pulled into their search results. For months and years to come, if you create good content and you get known, your site gets known for that topic or that keyword phrase. Some of the data is pretty astounding in this area too. If you blog, they say businesses that blog regularly have a 67% increase in the number of leads they get every month. Okay, that's a huge number. And to me, if you can blog a couple times a month, or even quarterly, just to do those really great long content that's going to live forever and you can update it, you know, when needed, that is a big return. They also, I think it was Neil Patel said, if you blog and you have these really good blog posts and you look at the data, I've shared this in the last episode on how long they should be. uh, He saw a 41% increase in time interacting with that content from, you know, from the blog and 25% And the visitors went to 25% more pages on the website when they studied this. That's huge. So definitely consider blogging. It might not be for you today, but it might be a strategy that you use in the future. Uh, Another thing they say is content marketing generates three times as many leads as other types of um, some of the other types of lead generation. So it's just something that you should definitely be considering. Number four, people follow people. Here's the thing. They don't follow, you know, especially if you're not a big brand. I mean, of course, in that case, they might follow the brand, but people are going to connect with you on a personal level to some extent. So be unique, be you, and then share extras, share behind the scenes, um, add videos that are you, but it's really trying to connect with the user and where they're at, add media rich content to your website and to your blog, but just, you know, be you and show a little bit of your 
your other side, not just always business professional. Of course, I'm not saying you have to share everything about your life. You do not. You can pick those boundaries, but you do want to share enough that the person gets to know you. What do you like? Do you have things in common with this person? Do you like the same kind of humor? You know, what, what is it that would connect you to them versus the next person that might have similar services or products to offer? All right. All right. Next up is, are you testing out any um, opt-in areas? So in really the only way to know which one works best is to test things. So I'm talking about trying an alert box uh, at the top of your website or the bottom of your website. That's sticky, right? It stays in place when you scroll. You can try a sign up form to the side of the front homepage, a pop up box. Those are more intrusive, but I only recommend those maybe for limited times or if you're offering something really great that the some, someone might really want, then your, your numbers will go up higher than, you know, like a low 1% or something. So it depends. Obviously, if you also have like a big discount you're offering, then pop ups could be great because more people will see it. All right, but test these boxes because if you have, and then you have to test the messaging, you know, start with one thing, but if it's not converting for you, try another. There's tons of articles online that tell you what messages convert really well. Okay. We don't have time to get into all of that today. The next thing, number six that you can do on your site to help it convert better is use trust signals, add things that add trust to you and your brand to the user. This is everything from if there, if you have some sort of money back guarantee or you just have like a secure site, you can use those sort of icons to, to show that. It can be that you have been featured on different um, podcasts or in magazines or on TV, whatever it is, but it starts showing that you have this authority. They also say that a lot of people want to see phone numbers on a website. And I know not everybody wants to give out their phone number online if you don't have a separate business number, but if you don't want to put a phone number, do you have a live chat or do you have a place for audio messages or some way to contact you besides just a generic contact form? Okay. So there's lots of other trust signals that you can put on there. Make sure it has a photo of you, you know, or photos of clients with their testimonials. These are all trust signals and it helps people decide that they're willing to give you some of their information. All right. Now, uh, number seven is if you do get someone to sign up for something or buy something, use your thank you page. In other words, where they're sent after they submit their information to give them that download or that opt in or that freebie. But also use that page. That's prime real estate. You have their attention. Tell your visitor and show them visually what to do next. Can they come join your club or your community? Um, Do you have an extra? Maybe there's a little video now they can watch to get them going. But use that real estate, okay? And then uh, send them an email right after they sign up for something to thank them for signing up. Some people call it a kickback, right? Like they did something, you know, they submitted something and now you're sending them something back. They say that increases engagement. Um, of click-throughs and opens because you have them. They're an active now subscriber or they're engaged with your website, with your content. So take advantage of that and really make that connection a little bit uh, more, you know, deeper. Those are the main things. But then I just want to tell you a couple other extras 
that are beneficial to converting your website. Now, these are more just overall things to know and less about going and applying these things right this minute. Okay, so there's six super quick things I want to mention. And I know today's a lot of content. I get that. This is definitely an episode of like, hey, here's some things to be considering. It's not necessarily that you're going to go and do all these things on your website in one day or even in a week, right? These are things to be aware of so that as you have time to improve your website or work with someone to do so, you're aware of things that matter, right? That's what this is about. That's what this content, this series is about, is education more than implementation of doing everything, right? If we even make some of these improvements, we are on the right track. Okay, so a couple of other extras to be considering. One is when you go to your website, it's a five-second rule. In five seconds, people should know what you do, who you are, and how to connect with you, and what should they do next, okay? So that's the thing to remember, just a five-second rule. If you if that's not true with your own website, and if, if you're not sure, have a couple people you know look at it and ask them. You know, ask them those four questions. What do you think I do? What can you tell me about me? What do you think I want you to do next? And can you contact me? You know, and see what they say. You might be surprised. Next is minimize friction. What does that mean? So for like longer forms, we ask for more information is more uncomfortable. People aren't sure they want to give you all that information if they're new to your brand, new to your site or somewhat new. So just asking for an email or an email and first name is less friction, okay? And then the next little tip is keep it simple. Like don't have so many pages on your website people can't navigate. Make everything easy to find that you want them to find and then have it be less clicks to the most important pages where you really want to send them and where what they really want to find. All right, the next tip is your site has to be mobile friendly. The data is out. And while the mobile versus desktop numbers are, they're not exactly the same, but they're not that far off for a lot of our sites. They're still, I mean, so that's 50% or maybe slightly over coming through mobile, but they're going to leave your site if they can't get to stuff and they can't visually see your, your uh, content on mobile. So the easiest way to see if it's working is go to your website on mobile. Can you get to everything? Can you find everything? Is it clear and easy to read? Or is everything cut off and images are broken or too big? There, Google and other sites also have like a mobile-friendly testing. Um, you know, you can just go to the website and you can put in your URL. But the first thing I would do is just go, go browse your site yourself on a mobile device. Next, your site has to be attractive. Okay, and if it's not, that's another reason why people often leave websites without interacting or without engaging or without deciding if they're going to work with this company or this person or buy the product or service. And then last little extra tip is if your site takes forever to load, people don't want to wait. We, we're busy, right? Everybody's busy. We have things to do. We don't want to wait a minute for a, a site to load because it has too many graphics or too many things it has to download before we can even access the content. So these are all things that you don't have to do today, but it is important to think about these things and to to be aware of them. We're all a work in progress. Our websites are living, breathing things. It's much like our storefronts would be if we had storefronts. Obviously, most of us don't. But it's the first impression people get of our business. 
It's the last impression. It's the way they reach us for customer service. It's the way they reach us for sales. And it's the way that they interact with us. So our website is actually, it really is our most important business tool other than ourselves and how reliable we are and trustworthy. So it's worth taking the time every month, every quarter to review it and to make improvements as you're able to. So today's a lot of content. I'm just going to go through the main ones again for you. And like I said, you may have to listen to this episode more than one time. The first is create exceptional and valuable content for your user. Do that by knowing exactly what it is they want that you can help them with. And then provide guides or ebooks or how-tos on how to do that stuff, both for your free content, but also then for your downloads and things like that. Make sure you have a clear and specific call to action on your homepage and then in other strategic places on your website. Next, consider starting blogging if you're not already this year. Number four is be yourself, be unique and show up. Let people see, you know, different sides of you and your quirks and your interests and, you know, what you do for fun or what you do, uh, you know, that you like, like maybe you love, you know, Star Wars or you love Star Trek or, you know, who knows what. But the point is, is just share some things about you. People will connect, the right people will connect with you more on those unique things, those unique signals or characteristics. The next, consider trying the different types of sign-up forms and boxes and, uh, you know, in-content forms, inline forms, I guess we call them, pop-up boxes. Try them. And if you're against one of those things or all those things, then don't do it. There's lots of other ways, of course, to get email lists or things like that. Number six, use trust signals on your website. Number seven, don't ignore your thank you page because that's prime real estate when you have them engaged, you know, your visitors or people that just signed up for something. Don't forget to send them an email thank you. Have it already set up in your system because it does increase engagement and click-throughs. And the last thing I'll say is, remember, if you have a community, often a lot of, to join a lot of communities, I'll just give Facebook as an example, although there's so many other places to have a community, you can ask questions in order for people to join your community You can, one of your questions can be, what is your email address? Because we'd love to stay in touch. That is another way, right? To convert um, people that are engaging with you and add them to your email list, for instance. So today, I hope this information has been helpful. I know it can be super overwhelming and that's not the point. It's to just start getting you aware of these different areas to be thinking in this way. And even if you could make one change that I shared with you today, one improvement, it could literally still start helping you get a few more leads, a few more engaged people in your community. But the most thing, most valuable thing I can say to you is this. Be of service, keep adding value, be available to people and be authentic. And if you do those things, you're going to grow your business regardless of what all you do to your website. Because people truly follow people and they follow good kick butt people. If today's show got you pumped about building your online traffic so you can grow your business, let's celebrate. Pop over and leave a review. Tell us what you loved about today's episode or share this with another boss who's ready to grow next level. Come network with other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches, and podcasters at my Facebook group to take your business to the next level. 
or head on over to kristenfitch.com to find out more about my online growth system.